The Productive Woman, Episode 142. Welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan, and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk about staying productive when you're in transition times. You'll find links to resources I mentioned and more information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 142. Before we start, I do want to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Alt-MBA. Alt-MBA is designed for those of you who want to up your leadership and management skills, but are looking for an alternative to a traditional MBA program. It's an intensive leadership and management workshop designed for change makers who are itching to make a bigger impact. You know, in the 21st century, the working world has changed. And with the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for you to level up your skills. So if you're looking for ways to have a bigger impact, the Alt-MBA could help you get there. Alt-MPA is the creation of Seth Godin, who you may have heard of. I had heard about him long before, uh, you know, they became a sponsor. He's a thought leader, a best-selling author uh, who wanted to bring the best of the MBA experience to those who can't or don't want to travel to places like Harvard or Stanford to get their education in leadership and management. Alt-MBA is an intensive, immersive, four-week online experience. There are no lectures, no videos. Uh, It's completely hands-on, the whole curriculum. It's all about rolling up your sleeves and working in groups with people who are equally motivated to learn and take their skills to the next level. More than 75% of your time is dedicated to actually shipping your work, to doing practical projects that allow you to apply what you're learning. The workshop brings together groups of leaders who are carefully selected to create the right mix of people from different industries and areas of expertise. The end result is you're surrounded by other leaders who are moving to the top of their respective fields and helping to support each other to become to become stronger cross-functional change agents. So during the program, you're meeting a bunch of people you'd otherwise never meet, expanding your business network, you're getting and giving feedback and seeing your blind spots in a whole new way. You work on about 13 projects during the month. And so you're constantly pushing forward, creating a body of work as proof of what you've learned. It's not about passively learning. It's about actively putting those concepts into practice until they become a habit. Over a thousand people from 580 cities and 49 countries so far around the world have done the Alt-MBA. And that includes people who are project or product managers, naval commanders, lawyers, uh, marketing directors, engineers, user experience designers, filmmakers, ophthalmologists, many more. Uh, The group generally has been about or is about half freelancers, half folks at companies and startups, companies that you've heard of like uh, Slack and Tesla, Charity Water, Microsoft, Nike, Trello, uh, Kickstarter, um, Warby Parker, many more. If you're a leader and you want to become even better, 
this may well be what you're looking for. So if you're a busy woman who wants to learn and grow as a leader and increase your impact in a very busy world, and if you're tired of courses that you never finish or videos you've only bookmarked, then put all those aside and check out the Alt-MBA as a different way to level up. They're now accepting applications for the summer and fall sessions. So to find out more, visit their website at at a special link, uh, which I will put in the show notes, but it's altmba.com slash productive women, plural. And for special consideration, you can mention this podcast in your application and tell them I sent you. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. All right. So what are we talking about in this episode? We have talked in the past many times about the importance and the value of routines and planning ahead and making preparation for the things that we're doing and being intentional about those things. Um, But what happens when you can't? What, uh, What do you do when your life is in transition and you can't really plan ahead, your routines get thrown out of whack? Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the challenges of staying productive during those transition times of life. And I thought this was maybe a good time to talk about it. It's been on my list for a while, but as this episode is coming out, uh, we're, we're heading into June and that's a time of change for many people. There are graduations happening, you know, high school, college, uh, all over the place in June, May and June. Um, June is a traditional month for weddings, so that can be a new start, a transition time. It's the end of the school year in some parts of the world, many parts of the world. And many people move during the summer while the kids are out of school. Uh, So it becomes a real uh, transition time. And I I do get that in some parts of the world, some of you are not in the United States or where, or in the Northern hemisphere where it's summertime in the June. So in June, so maybe it's a little different for you, but for a lot of people that's a summer is a, a time of a break and that's when people will maybe move. So what kind of transition times? What am I talking about? I've mentioned some of them. Moving from one home to another, from one city to another, or even just down the street. A new baby, um, a marriage, a divorce, a new job, a graduation, retirement, uh, empty nest, going into that phase of your life. Those are the kinds of transitions that I was thinking of as I was preparing for this episode. And the thing about that is, is, you know, it does have an impact on our productivity, both in the sense of getting stuff done, checking things off the list, but also in the broader sense of productivity as we talk about it on the show, which is, you know, making a life that matters. So why talk about this? I mean, everyday productivity takes intention and purpose. We, we talk about that all the time. Why do transition times create a particular challenge to productivity in both of the senses that I've mentioned? There, there are a number of things, and I want to share some of the things that I thought of. I hope that I will hear from you. I'd, I'd love to have a conversation about this because uh, there are, I know, impacts of these transition times that I didn't think of. But some of the things that I thought about, why the transition times create this challenge to our staying productive or being productive, is first of all, they disrupt your routine. 
And if you are a person, well, whatever kind of person you are, we all have routines in our life. We have habits uh, that we follow, uh, some consciously not, and some not so consciously, that make our life more efficient. We don't think about, you know, the order we're going to do things in the morning, for instance. Um, we all have those routines that have developed in our lives, the way we drive to work, the way we fix a meal, all those sorts of things. Some of them are not even conscious anymore. Some of them we have put in place intentionally to make life uh, efficient and more productive. But the, a lot of these transition times that we mentioned disrupt those routines. So we become less productive in the sense of getting as much done because we've lost the efficiency of the familiar of being able to do things without thinking. That's what's so helpful about routines and habits. They let us to a certain extent, act automatically without having to think or consciously choose what's the next step. Therefore, we can move faster. We can get things, more things done. When we are in these transition times where things are changing in our life, um, our routines aren't working for us or they're just thrown out of whack. And so everything takes longer. So you don't get as much done as you're used to getting done. And that can be frustrating and discouraging and, and a little bit demoralizing. So that definitely can have an impact on how we feel about our life. Because if we're used to being able to get lots of things done and we're not right now, uh, that that's the impact that has. So one of the things I want, as I was thinking of my list, and I'll get into what some of the others are, were uh, one of the things I thought about are, are the mindset kinds of things. How can we turn the challenge around and think of it in a different way so that it's not so disruptive? So what I thought about with this one, the fact that these transition times disrupt our routines, um, we can, we can turn that around instead of letting it frustrate and discourage us. We can look at it as an opportunity to take a fresh look at those routines. I mean, autopilot, uh, can autopilot can be efficient sort of, um, but it's not really a great way to live your life. The, so having this, the, our routines disrupted is a chance to be purposeful and intentional and deliberate to be present in the moment, thinking about what we're doing. And then we can make choose on purpose to streamline those routines. So when our routines get disrupted, we can either lament the fact that we're not able to be as efficient, we're not getting things as do done as quickly, or we can say, all right, this is a chance for me to look at this routine. Here's the, my mornings aren't working the way they used to anymore. Uh, the, the routine isn't working for me. What could I change? Let me take a look at this routine. What could I put in place that would be better, more efficient, more nurturing, more whatever it is I need it to be. The, and that's just one example. But so that's one way to sort of turn that challenge around and maybe make it less of a negative and more of a positive opportunity. So the transition times disrupt our routines. They also then, the next thing I thought of is they disrupt our environment. Often the kinds of transition times I mentioned bring about a certain uh, amount of chaos to our home, to our lives. You know, when you got a new baby, 
you have people visiting or, you know, a graduation's going on. There are people coming to visit. Um, just, you know, you're in a different stage. And so often uh, maybe the house isn't as orderly as you would normally have it be. Uh, same thing if you're moving. That's really disruptive to the environment. You have boxes everywhere. And that sense of chaos can be very, um, very disorienting and very, uh, you know, discouraging and, and, and disrupt our ability to be productive. We can't find anything. Or there's just, you know, the anxiety that comes in living in chaos. So maybe the way to turn that around is to take the time to put the skills we've talked about in other episodes of this show to work, to manage that chaos, to get some order, to, uh, you know, even if it's just doing the sort of emergency routine of, of gathering stuff up and putting it into a, a cupboard somewhere where you don't have to look at it. And, and so the chaos is not as visible to you while you're getting through this transition time and create some pockets of calm and order in an otherwise chaotic environment. All right. So they disrupt our routine. They disrupt our environment. Transition times really disrupt our emotional equilibrium. The emotions of these transition times, as I was looking at that list, every one of the ones that I thought of, the moving, new baby, marriage, divorce, new job, graduation, retirement, empty nest, all of these come with a whole host of potential emotional uh, ambiguity or, or disruption. Um, you know, there may be ups and downs with all of those. We're happy and at the same time sad, or we're excited, but we're confused. We're there's in any transition by definition, you're leaving one thing behind to go to something else. And that can be both exciting and sad. And so those emotions can become overwhelming and very distracting. How that impacts our, our productivity, it keeps us from staying focused. So we may be accomplishing less in the course of a day simply because we can't, we have a harder time keeping our attention on the tasks and projects that we're working on. Uh, that, that's, uh, that can be really disruptive to our uh, productivity. It's also those, that emotional roller coaster can be very exhausting. Um, I, you know, I did some research in preparing for this. I was thinking, what is the explanation for why we can, we get so tired in these transition times? And there's a whole, um, you know, there's a whole, a whole lot of studies that have been done about what happens in our minds and our bodies in times like this and the, the effect of stress, which I'll talk about in a minute, but there are, are hormones that are activated when we're stressed that can lead to us just being exhausted, even though it seems like we're not getting stuff done. So I'll talk about that in a minute when we talk, uh, I want to talk about stress a little bit more. The way to maybe turn this challenge around is to shift the perspective, to intentionally use this time as to be, uh, to be more aware of your feelings and of the thoughts that are causing them. So spend regular time sitting with these motion, emotions, feeling them, and, and maybe even journaling about them. And I have to confess, uh, I'm not very good at this, and, and I think a lot of us are not. Our instinct is to avoid negative emotions. And so the, the excitement 
is great. The happiness is great, but the sadness that we're feeling, um, we don't want to sit with that. And this is part of the way our minds and bodies have evolved over the centuries of human existence. Avoiding pain was necessary for our survival in, in the past. So our brains have developed to think pain equals danger. We don't want to feel the negative emotions. We don't want to experience them. We resist them and even resent them. And we do this without even realizing that we're doing it. And the result, though, is that this resistance to the sad emotions, the trying to shove it away or finding activities to, um, as Brooke Castillo terms it, buffer those negative emotions, um, burns energy and attention that could be spent in better ways. So again, we end up tired and exhausted because we're fighting the, the emotions and not necessarily dealing with them. Sitting with emotions and just feeling them, experiencing them, especially negative ones, is a skill that comes with practice. And I am not good at it. Um, this is something I am tr learning to do. My, you know, and to be aware when I'm feeling those negative emotions and the things that I do to sort of distract myself from them. Uh, it it's a challenge for me. But when you're in transition times that's an opportunity to be, to on purpose practice that skill and it will serve you in good stead in the future as you, you know, come into other transition times, because that's just, that's just life, isn't it? You know, that if there's any constant in life, it's change. I don't know who said that first, but it, there's so much truth in that. I've recently been through, um, some transition times and I've talked about that some, in, a, in recent episodes of, of changing my law practice and coming, you know, giving, letting go of the apartment that we had in Dallas, moving everything back to the farm, out of the apartment, and, and also out of my office at my former law firm, bringing it all here, setting up an office here at home, and learning new routines of um, working from home. So there's all kinds of changes there for me, transitions for me. Maybe that's why, you know, this topic kind of came to mind for me was because I had the, the transition experiences of moving, you know, both home and office, of changing my job, changing my career to some extent. I'm still practicing law, but in a, a different way. Um, and, and all those things bring all these emotions, the excitement of the new adventure, but the fear of of how it's all going to work out financially and every other way and the uh, disruption of my routines and, and having to find new ways to do things. I, I've experienced a lot of that in the last um, oh, six weeks or so. And so I have been trying with varying degrees of success to, uh, to be aware of the emotions that I'm feeling, be okay with the fear, the, the sadness, the, the sense of loss, even though it was a, ch a choice that I made to make this change. And, and I would encourage you, if you're in a time of transition, in any of these ways, to look at that opportunity to become more aware and more intentional about what you're feeling and how it affects what you're able to do and what you're able to accomplish. Um, besides just the general disruption of our emotional equilibrium, uh, there's the more um, uh, specific, I guess, 
disruption, and I keep using that term, but that's what transition seems to do to us. But there's the uncertainty that makes it hard to know what to do next. It can really throw us off balance. If you, because if you don't know what's next, it's hard to plan. And that's one of the things, there was a really good article uh, that I read, and I'll put a link in the show notes uh, so you can find this. And, and again, the show notes are at theproductivewoman.com slash 142. But there was an article written by the guys uh, over at Asian Efficiency about handling transitions without losing your product productivity or your sanity. Highly recommend this. They had some really good thoughts in there about the, that made me think about the challenges, the uncertainty that comes when you're in transition. For instance, you're, you're moving and you know, you're going to move, but you haven't found a new house yet, or it's not time to pack yet. You just know it's coming. Um, or graduation is coming up and you know you need to find a job or you found a job and, and you can anticipate that you're going to be starting that job, but it's not time to start yet. There's an anxiety that comes from anticipating change, but not yet being able to act. And that is one of those emotions that kind of underlies uh, for a lot of us these transition times that we've got to do something with. Um, and one of the things you, that you can do is, again, once you recognize awareness is so important, you know, to, to realize, oh, this is what I'm feeling, put a name to it. And then what do you do about it? Maybe find somebody you trust to talk to about your anxiety, not, um, not say, well, what are you so anxious about? You've got this great new job you're moving to, or you're getting to move to a new town, or, um, you know, your children are, are moving out and you're moving into a new phase of life with your spouse. Why would you be anxious? It's, it, this is, these are all good things. Uh, well, to, to deny ourselves the right to feel anxious doesn't make the anxiety go away. It just adds, I don't know, guilt to it or something. So acknowledge it, recognize that it's normal, find somebody to talk to about it. Or if you don't have someone to talk to about it, consider journaling, getting the thoughts out of your head and onto paper or a screen where you can look at them, evaluate them and, and kind of learn to deal with them. Along with that uh, anxiety, the, the uncertainty of this transition phase of knowing change is, is imminent, but not really being able to act yet, it, what, it comes with a feeling that your life is outside of your control, um, that y there's nothing you can do, and that feels a little helpless, and for a lot of us, that's hard to, uh, hard to live with. And so what can you do? That's the question. How do you deal with that uncertainty and that feeling of anxiety of not being able to act or feeling that your life is outside your control? There are things that you can do and you can look, uh, you know, think about your situation and ask yourself, what can I do? Not what, what there's lots of things I can't do yet, but what can I do? There are lots of, maybe lots of things I don't know yet, but what do I know? So for example, if you're moving, but you haven't yet found the house and you maybe don't know when you're going to move, maybe you can't plan what's going to go where or when you're going to, you know, do the things, but you know, you're moving. So you can start taking steps, maybe take, you know, be proactive and start sorting through your belongings and donate or dispose of the things you won't take with 
you pack some things that you will take, but you don't need immediately, you know, in the, in that interim time, say, you know, clothes for the season you're not in. If it's summertime and you're moving, maybe you can pack up your ski gear and that sort of thing, or holiday decorations if they're not going to be used before the move. So find the action that you can take focus on that instead of, you know, sitting in a chair, looking at a window and thinking about all the things you can't, you don't know, and you can't do. The other thing is to think about which parts of your regular routine can you maintain? You know, the first thing I talked about was the, um, disruption of our routines and that throws us off. It not only makes us feel less efficient, it just makes us feel kind of off balance. So look at, look at, uh, when all these things are changing around you, what can you maintain that's regular and familiar and normal for you? Absolutely. Look at your self care, try to get enough sleep, uh, get some exercise, regular meal times, those sorts of things become really important when you're under stress because of the, um, you know, because of all that's going on or what you're anticipating to have happen. Uh, one writer, and and I'll, I'll find the link and share it in the show notes, talked about setting up bookend routines. So a morning routine and an evening routine that feels familiar and reassuring. And it doesn't have to be a big, long, extended routine in the morning, but something that you do on a regular basis that brings you pleasure, that brings you joy, that comforts you. Maybe just a, a cup of really good coffee in your favorite chair in the morning while you listen to the birds sing or listening to a certain type of music in the evening just before bed or reading just one chapter from a book you love, but setting up some routine in the morning and one in the evening that feels familiar and reassuring and that helps you kind of find your center again, I guess, while everything is in, in limbo and you're waiting for the next step. The the big impact of all of this and why it affects our productivity or one of the big effects that it has of being in these transition times is the fact that change, they all are related to change, right? That's what transition is. We're leaving one part of our life behind, moving into a new, a new phase. And that's change and change, even good change, even change we've wanted and worked for and planned for, it still brings stress. And I've done an, I think we've talked about stress in the past. Um, I didn't, I meant to find some, uh, remember which episodes we've talked about it in. I'll put some links in the show notes, but, but we've talked about the impact of stress in the, in the past and how, um, especially ongoing stress, chronic stress that continues over a long period of time, uh, the stress hormones that come from that, including specifically cortisol, um, that's a, a hormone that streams through your body at times of stress, and it can leave you exhausted. And as one writer uh, in an article I read put it, wired but tired. I mean, have you been there in, in those 
transition times that we uh, where you're just exhausted but you can't sleep because the brain just won't shut down and it keeps going and that's what stress can do and that cortisol and it has all kinds of cortisol in particular i mean i read some of these articles that made me go wow those the things that it can do if your body is exposed to too much cortisol for too long it can lead to all kinds of health problems like weight gain digestive problems, osteoporosis, hormone imbalance, imbalances, heart disease, and many more things. Um, and I, I'm going to link to several articles about this because if you're in a stage where you are feeling stressed constantly, um, it really does have an impact on your physical well-being, on your body and your health. And I encourage you to check out some of these articles because they not only kind of give the warnings, but also give some suggestions on ways to relieve that stress and protect your health. The interesting thing to me was the impact that that uh, these stress hormones can have on our brain itself. Cortisol apparently can actually kill and shrink and stop the generation of new neurons in the hippocampus, which is the part of your brain that stores memories. And it can shrink the prefrontal cortex, which is the part responsible for decision-making and impulse control. There was a really good... Um, psychology today article that talked about that i mean there were several of them that talked about these things and i thought this this is all they were explaining all of this in the context of this is why when you're under stress when you're in these transition times you have uh, you become forgetful you become exhausted you you maybe don't make as good decisions because what's going on in your brain is um the sort of survival mode has kicked in and your, your rational thinking takes a back seat to that. So not trying to be, you know, Debbie Downer here, but, but the, that's a reality when you are in these transition times, especially if they're extended transition times, um, the, the stress and the effects of the emotions and, and all of these other things can have health impact on you. And so I encourage you to give some thought to that if, if that applies to you. Obviously, all these things have a, an effect on our ability to be productive, again, in both of the senses that we've talked about. And so how can we stay productive anyway? How can we accomplish the things we care about and continue to, to on our journey to making a life that matters, even when we're in these transition times. Aside from the things I've already talked about, a couple of other thoughts to, you know, rely on all the things we've talked about in past episodes to manage our time and our energy and, and all of those things. First of all, write things down. The, the anxiety and stress that comes with these transition times can impair your memory. So give yourself a break, write things down so you don't have to worry things that will be forgotten that can help with the sleep at night. If you, you can relax knowing you've, you've written down everything. So write down what needs to be done, write down the things you've already done and give yourself a pat on the back, give yourself credit for what you've accomplished, write down things you're not going to do for a while to give yourself a break write down things you need to remember, uh, write down a list of little rewards and pleasures that you can set up for yourself to look forward to and write down a list of people who can help when there's work to be done or support needed. 
So writing things down, breaking projects into small tasks and chipping away at them a little bit at a time. We've done a whole series about um, managing projects and, and I'll put links to those in the show notes so you can go back and listen again and look at the, sh- um, you know, the, the thoughts there. Ask for help, both in actually doing the things that need to be done, but also in just supporting you through the challenging time. So talk to somebody. Um, Another thing, you know, create pockets of order where you can. And so we talked about this, I mentioned it earlier, if you're moving or just had a baby or whatever and the house is in chaos, can you find one space that you can tidy up, make it pleasant and make it a good relaxing place to sit? As I was thinking about that, I remembered when our middle son, Benjamin, was born, I had the um, the good timing to go into labor on the day we were moving from one house to another one. And so I was in the hospital in labor. Mike was there with me, but he kept he kept getting yelled at by the nurses, not yelled at, but they were scolding him because he kept leaving to go get on the phone because it ended up our friends who were going to come help us load the truck to move our things were doing it without us because we were in the hospital having a baby. So, you know, we had Benjamin, it was all fine. I was in the hospital for a day or two and Mike, you know, moved and our friends moved all our stuff into the house. Um, and it was a big old house we'd moved into, but there was no time to put things away before I got home. And so there were boxes everywhere and the house was just chaotic. But I was, when I came home with our brand new baby feeling, you know, a little, uh, postnatal weepies, I wasn't depressed, but I was, you know, emotional as women get a couple days after having a baby. And I walk into the house and he had set up a, a rocking chair, a comfortable chair and a side table and a lamp and everything in an area of the living room that he had positioned just right. So I couldn't see any of the chaos anywhere else in the house. He made it all pretty and and nice and a place for me to where I could sit and nurse the baby and relax and not see the chaos. And it made a huge difference. And so I encourage you to consider something like that. Uh, So uh, uh, another thing you can do and to stay productive is definitely take care of yourself physically. Eat well. This is not the time to devolve to junk food eat what's good for you, what will fuel your body and help it cope with the stresses of these transition times. Get plenty of water, get sleep, get some exercise, get outside when you can, but just take care of yourself physically. It's even more important in these, in those challenging transition times. And finally, you know, manage, not finally, but also take care of yourself mentally, manage your mind, remind yourself when you're feeling down about it, um, that a transition time is by definition temporary. It won't last forever. It may be an extended transition, but it, it will end and you will get through this. For years, I've said my motto in life is I can do anything for a while. Things that we couldn't endure forever, we can do for a while. And so learn to, to think of it that way and to focus on the positive as my um, my friend Shirley has said, if you look for the good, you'll find it. And um, that's a discipline we all need to work on, to look for the good in every situation. 
Um, and, and that's something we talk about a lot on this show. It certainly applies in these transition times. And finally, as we always say, give yourself some grace. Transition times are tough. They can be challenging. Even the good transitions um, can, can make us tired, make us feel like we're not accomplishing all we could. But give yourself some grace. Recognize that. And, um, you know, reach out for some help and encouragement when you, when you can. And those transi- transition times can be transformative as we grow and develop and move into the next phase of our lives. But what do you think? So what did I miss? How, how else do transition times affect us? And what can we do about it? How have you managed the transition times of your life? Do you have any tips you could share with the rest of us about how we can stay productive during those in-between times of life? I would love to hear from you. I really, seriously, I would, I would love to hear your tips, your thoughts. You can share those questions or thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find on the website at theproductivewoman.com forward slash 142 and just scroll down to the comments, or you can post a comment or a question on the Facebook page or in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. We have such great conversations there, and I would love to hear from you there. So uh, go there. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, don't forget to check out our, sp- our, our new sponsor, Alt MBA, and you do that by visiting altmba.com slash productive women, not woman, productive women, all one word, and see whether this new approach to leadership and management education is right for you. And thank you so much to Alt MBA for supporting the productive woman and enterprising women everywhere. That, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I appreciate you spending this time with me. I hope you found it helpful. I hope there was something in this that, um, you know, sparked something encouraging for you that you can take and and put into use in your own life. Uh, I do want to hear from you. So do, uh, you know, reach out to me uh, as always. If you you want to share your comments on this episode privately, you can email them to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.com.